You don't build your brand in media. You don't build it through marketing. You build it by assigning meaning and then aligning to that and creating actions and behaviors that are consistent and congruent with it. It all begins by understanding the mind. I want to be happy now. I don't care about the future. I want to be happy right now. You are not alone. You are never, ever, ever alone in this. It's helped my voice grow and given me freedom to be creative on my own. I'm Christina Barcy. Welcome to Be Bold Begin, a podcast dedicated to you, the creative, the healer, and the innovator. The topics and conversations we have here are designed to help you discover what might be getting in your way and offer you tools, techniques, and guidance to move through them. I live in the imposter's body more than I live in my own body. I don't have to feel like I don't deserve this. This is where creativity and healing intersect. If you decide to be bold and begin, you have the opportunity to feel humbled and empowered. I totally believe that. I'm a certified Kaizen Muse creativity coach, a certified Reiki energy healer, and an entrepreneur, artist, and presenter. I will share with you my experiences, my proven tools and techniques that helped me and my clients and loved ones shift and expand in the areas they most desired. This is a gentle and open space where you will hear how others are being bold to encourage you to begin your own journey or expand the one you're on. This is Be Bold Begin. Hi, welcome back to Beeple Begin. This is Barcy, your host, and I have a question for you. Do you know, like actually know what your core values are? And if you do, do you know how you're using them and applying them to your life? And if you have a business or even thinking about having a business, do you know how to apply them there? So when I learned how to discover my own core values, it was a really impactful exercise and moment for me. So I actually started to incorporate that into a lot of my own presentations and workshops because I felt that it was so valuable and it was such a useful tool at any stage you're in, but especially when you are starting something new or transitioning into something new. So today I have a very special guest with us who is an expert in personal branding. Her name is Suzanne Tuline, and I'm excited to hear how she uses core values in her process, but I know there is so much more that we can learn from her about how to create alignment and gain clarity around building a brand, or maybe just clarity and alignment around how we create action and show up in our lives or in our creative projects. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome, Suzanne. Hi, Barcy. Nice to see you and be here with you today. This is awesome. Yes, I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for taking the time to drop all your knowledge on us because (laughs) (laughs) I, I think branding is just fascinating. And if you're thinking outside of the box, meaning branding, right, the process of branding, I think we can all learn and use this in our lives without ever needing to have a business or I feel like we can just make use of alignment and clarity no matter who we are. What do you think? I totally agree with you. In fact, whether you like it or not, or whether you want one or not, every single person already has a brand. It's not like we're going to get one. We're going out to like Walmart and getting one, right? We already (laughs) have a brand. And that's what's so intriguing about this in the work that I do, because people are thinking they're wanting to brand themselves when it's really not that way. It's uncovering and naming and identifying and defining who you already are and giving it meaning. 
I love all of that already because <laughs> I love helping people understand that it's very empowering, right? To know that you already have everything that you need. It's just about unearthing it or discovering it, identifying it, gaining that sort of clarity. So I'm really excited to talk more about that. I often will say in my workshops, you know, good news and bad news here. Good news is you all in this audience have a brand already. You already have your personal brand. Bad news is you already have a personal brand. (laughs) The real question is here is, are you in control of it? And if you are not aware of it, you can't possibly be in control of it. Mm. Do you say that awareness would maybe be the first step of the process? Awareness has to be the first step in order to manage a brand of any kind, whether it's a corporate brand with you know an entity that you're thinking of as a brand or your personal brand as a solopreneur or a person who lives and interacts in a community who has family, right? That everything about you that they know, let's just define brand. And maybe that will, we're going to jump ahead a little bit, but since we're already there, right? That's okay. Yeah, let's go for it. So a brand is just a perception. That's all it is. So how am I out there marketing something that I have not yet fully defined? Mm. Branding, the verb, is assigning meaning to that perception, What do I want others to perceive of me? What is my authentic truth? Who am I really? And how do I want to be perceived in that authenticity? Well, I have to name it in order to really begin to behave consciously, strategically, and deliberately in that way. Does that make sense? So it's almost like learning how to be our most authentic selves and present that to the world. It's learning. Yes. Naming it. You know how... Scientists, the first thing they do when they discover or uncover something is they name it. And when you name it, you give it meaning, right? So when you begin to name those core values, your brand style attributes, what makes you truly different, and you really get those in a construct that's clear to you, then you can begin discerning differently about everything you do in your life to be more in alignment with who you say you are. Wow. Oh, there's a lot there. And if if no one scratched the surface of this for themselves yet, I could see where it could be a little bit overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So I know we are just diving right in. But can you define, let's start with the definition of what core values are, if no one's ever heard that before. Yeah. So core values in the personal brand sense really are your guiding principles. I often describe it as these attributes that you tend to find yourself leaning into that you want more of. Let's say you find a set of attributes in a person you've just met, and there's something about that person that you're just leaning into. You want to be around them more often. Name it. Try to figure out what that is, because that's a core value of yours as well. Mm. Can you give us an example? Like one of my core values is consciousness. It's different. It's different as a core value, but I love being aware and being keenly aware of you know surroundings, my emotions, my I'm just like super hyper present. And when I meet other people that are that way, I just I'm like a magnet to them. I mean, they, I just feel like I get them, they get me, and that's something that I truly value, right? So I want to surround myself now around people who are that way. I seek them out. And when I find that person, I want to befriend them. You know, I want to hang with them more. I want to learn from them more. 
So that's just a quick example of, I know a core value is of mine because I'm finding myself seeking out those types of people. Yes, that's a wonderful example. And I like that you used one that you personally felt was maybe not as usual because it's a little deeper. I tend to be in the same vein of depth and it's hard Mm -hmm. to identify those. We feel like they're maybe esoteric or they're somewhere floating around, but you did a great job defining it. And I relate to that one quite a bit. And I think people listening will as well. So that's a great one. I think some simplified ones too, simplified. (laughs) I'm doing the air quotes. Basic. (laughs) Yeah, it might just be like a lot of people want, you know, peace mm. or safety is a big one. I notice yeah. um, when, when we start to identify what safety really means for us, especially women, that tends to be on the list. So um, as women, then if you really value safety and that's one of your core values, mm-hmm. then I would highly recommend that you define it for you because everybody has a connotative and a denotative kind of sense of understanding the, that term safety or any term. Sure. And the sure. denotative is the dictionary definition, right? The connotative is how we have experienced that word. And when we hear that word, what it means to us, right? Mm-hmm. One of the really incredibly deep pieces in the process I deliver to my clients are that we always define those attributes that we create for ourselves because that tells a story. It tells a narrative around how we show up in that space of consciousness or safety, right? Mm. Whatever those terms are, then we can be more conscious, strategic and deliberate and reacting and acting in that space. So that really helps with the defining part, right? Like really defining what those words mean to us so we can reflect them out clearly, right? Am I getting that right? It's so that it's not just a mush of, I value a lot of things, but what are those top four or five things that I want to lean into more? I want to create more in my environment because once you're aware of them, you can begin manifesting them consciously, right? It's just the law of attraction. It just happens that way. So that's kind of the goal is to get the clarity of all of these pieces that make up your personal brand so that we can then step into it very consciously. I love this as a formula. I'm just probably rocking um, your world around brand understanding. (laughs) Yeah. And I should have asked, and I'll say it now, maybe, is for everyone who's listening to kind of throw away everything you think you know about (laughs) branding and listen with open ears, I'll say, and open eyes uh, figuratively. (laughs) Right. Right. And like hear it from a place of zero in a way so that you can really connect with the messages that you're sharing and the formulas or strategies that you're sharing. Mm -hmm. And, And maybe even change the word branding for yourself and apply it to what it could mean to you. Like I said, not every one of us has a business or is trying to have a personal brand. But like you said, we all already have a brand. So I think clearing the slate a little bit in our minds about what we think about that, to hear this from a place of how does this apply in my life and just take what works for you and let the rest go, basically. Well, when you think about it, and I think that I'm so glad you said that about wiping the slate clean, because that's been my pain point in my business is really fighting through the misunderstanding of what branding is. And really getting to the reality of it being the process of assigning meaning. When companies do it, they're not just creating a logo. They're creating a meaning. They're creating a value position that then the logo then begins to represent. So the logo isn't your brand ever, ever, in and of itself, ever. It is what the logo stands for or comes to stand for after people have transactions with you or 
even meeting you, right? Because a brand is just a perception and I meet you once, then I have a perception, right? If I meet you over and over and over again and have different transactions with you, I'm developing a belief system around your personal brand, right? Because I'm perceiving you all the time. Right, right. And I like the word perceiving in place of judgment. Yes. (laughs) Because I I think a lot of people jump to judgment around that, like, oh, everyone's judging you. But I like it. Everyone's always perceiving you in some way. And you can take control of that. Yes. And that's very powerful and empowering. Yes. I love that. And I got to preface that by saying we can't necessarily change what someone's thinking. We can enable new thoughts as much as we can control our own behavior and how we're delivering ourselves into their perception, right? That's a whole other podcast. (laughs) Right. But I'm glad you said it, though. It is worth saying when we're saying, you know, what you can and can't control. I I talk about this a lot, too, is, Mm. you know, you do have to give away some of that control, meaning don't worry about it. Take it off your plate, almost. Mm. Like, it's just not part of your responsibility People will take what they want, similar to what I just stated about this episode, right? Like, take what works for you. You're going to have to let go whatever doesn't resonate. That's just, we know that you and I walking into this, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of the same thing with any type of perception. We have to let go of the other piece that we can't control. So I I think it's worth saying. One of my first books, it's an ebook, actually. It's called The Six Myths of Small Business Branding. But one of those myths is... No brand is universal. So knowing that you're never, ever, ever going to please everyone or be attractive, right, in terms of perception to everyone is so liberating. It is. It's this idea of people say, you know, niche down, niche down. And it's frightening as a business owner starting out to let go of all that, mm-hmm. you know, what in your mind is like extra money or opportunities or, you know, but you can't serve everyone ever. And why would you want to? That's right. so much. That's just too much. It's overwhelming. But I get the inclination of wanting to. Right. Yeah. I'm going to shift gears just a little bit because I want to hear more about you and your background and how you started to do this work and sort of your point of inspiration. Do you mind just sharing with us where you're from and what you did before and how you ended up where you are today? Gosh, where I'm from, if you want to go way back, I'm from Ohio. I'm a Midwest gal. I did get a degree in communications and a minor in graphic design and psychology. That degree happened in Mobile, Alabama at the University of South Alabama. And so I have been, at the start of my career, I've been in marketing, communications, PR, graphic design field, right? Let's just say that. That whole communications kind of expression, outwardly external expression of information. And moved to Colorado, thank goodness, because this is where I should have been born. (laughs) I'm in Colorado Springs and I'm a mountain gal. I'm a fly fisher woman. I love golf. We're outdoors all the time. That's just who I am. But I left corporate America. I was creative project manager for a marketing firm that was acquired by a very large organization to be the marketing arm of this large organization. It was a consulting firm. And they grew through acquisition. It took about two years and they bought 13 companies. So I learned a lot about inculcation of brands into one company, right? Cultures. 
and just systems and processes and leadership styles. And like, what do we stand for now? We don't even know who we are. We're having a, you know, a, a crisis here, an identity crisis. Yeah, It was crazy. And then I decided that with all that chaos that I was going to go out on my own. And I ended up starting my own design firm because I was in the industry, right? That was the easiest way for me to start working with clients. And I started sure. a boutique called ID by Design, and it was focused on corporate identity design and collateral pieces. And then my third year into that, I grew at about 30% every year. And I was just still only me. I mean, I was so busy. It was exhausting. But I know that feeling. What I realized with my clients in designing these visual icons that represented their brand is that they were a little apprehensive taking on these new images because they were so more modern and like, let's say up level than they had known themselves to be visually. Mm. And so, yeah. So I realized that all I was actually doing for the client by designing an upgraded look and feel was putting lipstick on the pig, so to speak. And I wasn't helping them build their brand I was just helping them up-level their visual look and feel. They didn't know who they were. They couldn't even identify the core values, their brand promise, what made them different, right? And I just had a, what I call a BFO, a blinding flash of the obvious, and realized, you know what? I'm doing you a disservice presenting you with this facade, this new look and feel, for you to step into when you didn't even know who you were yet, Right? And these are companies from startup all the way to maybe 20-year-old companies. And they had never done the formalized identifying and defining and aligning themselves to a particular brand value position, right? Right. So that was my aha moment. And I said, you know what? I'm not designing your logo anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. But I'm going to help you build your brand. I'm going to help you get clear on who you are as a brand and what makes you different and you know what you stand for. So that's what it's all about. Wow. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that story in the way that it just sort of naturally progressed into this realization. I love what you call it a blinding, blinding moment. Blinding of, flash of the obvious. Blinding flash of the obvious. That's yeah. fun. I'm going to steal that because <laughs> I like it. But it was, so were the brands sort of noticing through your imagery that they weren't as clear as they thought they were? Oh, or was that? Yeah. Okay. You know, I would go through an intake with them and ask them all kinds of really defining questions that I needed to know in order for me to create an image that was clearly going to represent them. And in in fact, in their future self, basically, because they were evolving, they wanted to evolve and get to the next level. Mm -hmm. When I realized that they couldn't answer those questions distinctly or that the, let's say one partner answered it one way and another partner of the business owner answered it another way or that their employees answered it completely different. I knew there was lots of incongruencies in there and that we had to somehow identify a way to align their thinking and who they were. That's how I developed the brand DNA process. Okay, tell us what that is. Yeah, the DNA piece is dimensional nucleic assets of an organization. And so that's when we wrote the book, Brand DNA, and that was directed towards companies with employees. And what it is, is just a process like peeling an onion. Mm -hmm. It helps flush out all those attributes that make up the DNA of the organization. And so when they're clear on that, they can infuse it into the hearts and minds of their audiences, their employees, their communities, their customers. It's a cool acronym. Did you create that yourself or... Yeah. So you can't trademark DNA. You can't because it's it's okay. like a household sure. name, right? 
So we developed the what it meant to us, our particular way of developing this process. And it mm-hmm. became a thing. So now you see it everywhere. <laughs> Very cool. Well, that's kind of DNA. Fun. Yeah. I have trademarked dimensional nucleic assets, but I cannot trademark the just the DNA. Yes. And I noticed that in your book, Suzanne was very kind and sent me her book that I'm diving into. There's lots of exercises. And if you like workbook style, I suggest going through it and taking your time and just doing things step by step, but I'm enjoying it. So I just wanted what we're going to talk more about your book called personal branding clarity, personal brand clarity. Yeah. That's the second one, you know, major book from the DNA I was just talking about. This one I sent you is really for the solo professional. Yeah. Oh, great. And I think we have more of those in this listenership. Yes. But yeah, that's a great one. And I sorry, I miss I said branding, but it's brand clarity. So thank you for correcting me. And good to know there's another book out there for those of you who might be even in a job that you feel might have some unclear. I'm sure it's helpful for an employee to read too. Yeah, I actually do personal brand leadership workshops for organizations with sales teams or management teams, even just the employee who's not yet in management or supervisoring position. And they get a lot out of it because it's about owning your own leadership style and really stepping into what that looks like so that you can become the owner of your own brand, basically. Yeah, that's amazing. Can you share with us maybe some really great like transformational stories? Like, was there anyone that you've worked with that had like major epiphanies that were like, oh, we're going to change everything? (laughs) Like, we didn't realize we were representing ourselves one way or just had some fun exploration with you. Oh, there's so many stories. But I'm trying to focus on then just the solopreneur kind of for your audience. I've had a couple of people literally get through my course and quit their jobs and just change gears because something came up within them that they realized they were not satisfying and that they were doing what they were doing because one of their parents thought they should or something, right? Someone else impacted them and they thought they should go in that field or they just weren't clear on themselves and who they were. And they they just... They just made that decision and said, I'm in the wrong profession and this is where I'm going. And we're hugely successful at doing that from just this deep dive work because it is deep dive. It's so much more than your job. It's who you are as a person. Yes. Thank you for sharing that because I think that that is what I want to get to in this episode is I want people to understand that if you do this type of clarity work with yourself, like it starts with you, right? It starts with sort of an inside out experience that really can transform your life. It can really change the way you start showing up and the way you make decisions mm-hmm. and the actions you put to your day to day and big term, you know, short term and long term. So I know you said that very quickly and in a short, you know, statement about, yeah, people just, you know, they just quit their jobs and change their lives. <laughs> but, I know. but it's but it's a big, big deal when that happens. I've had clients that have done I think every client I've worked with has done that, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Everyone's switched. They just transform their lives after they do a little bit of work. So it's worth it. There's one warning I have about this process, though, I'd like to share. Mm -hmm. Please. Is that you just might fall back in love with who you are. Mm. And that changes everything. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love to do it. I I love seeing the transformation with my clients. It's just so gratifying. I relate to that when I get to coach. Mm -hmm. It's really lovely to see people, like you said, fall in love with themselves Mm -hmm. and remember that, you know, they have a lot, they have a lot there Mm -hmm. and 
a lot to leverage and that they can have what they want in life. That's right. It's pretty amazing to see happen. So knowing that if you are just someone who is not wanting to change jobs or has a business, or if you're just like, you know, someone listening who maybe is just an artist or has a project or, you know, isn't looking to create quote unquote, a brand to present or sell or do anything of the, do any of those things. How can this affect that person's life? Again, it's the clarity piece. So I often talk a lot about being less externally impacted by your environment externally, right? Everything that's out there in being more internally driven. So when you can get to that space of being internally driven, because you're clear on what you stand for and what you know about to be true about who you are, you do start discerning differently. And when you make different conscious discerning decisions that are on brand, then you are a conscious manifester of what you want in life. Mm -hmm. So it's just this clarity piece that really helps anybody begin to question how they're acting and currently acting and behaving. Is it or is it not in alignment with who I believe myself to be? And you're less and less impacted by the external environment and having this roller coaster ride based on what happens to you externally. And you're more and more on a track that's smooth and you have less lows and more peaceful highs, right? Because you're more in control. Because right. you've manifested a lot of what you're wanting because you're thinking about it more about who you are. You're thinking about those qualities, those value attributes, the brand style attributes. You know what makes you different. So that brings confidence, right? So it's all these pieces in this process that really help you uncover, you know, well, at the very end, we uncover why you exist. And that's a big wow. statement to craft. And it's so empowering. That is huge to at the end discover why we exist, why you exist. It's purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Like what is the purpose at the core of who you are, would you say? Yes. And it gives you guidance. It grounds you. And there's a brand platform, what I call it in the personal brand, it's called a mantra. And you create the mantra and then you create your brand why statement in this process. Is this different than a mission statement or is it similar or just something for yourself. Yeah. You know, a mission statement for businesses is a reason for being. So yes, it's the why you exist, why you exist, not necessarily why you're in this business, because you, the entity in and of yourself would be that way in any business, right? You're the one that okay. is solid. You're the one that's consistent. So help me. I still want a little more definition around mantra specifically, like how okay. do you create this and use it as a tool? Yeah. So the mantra I call is like your cheerleader cheer for yourself. It brings you back into remembering who you're saying you are, right? Because we all, we're human. We all get in a funk. We all get off the alignment. That's okay. We just remember our own mantra. Mine is consciousness, inspiration, and growth. When I remember that that's who I am, that's not only what I do for myself, but I do it for others. And that's in my promise is an expansion is a statement that's expanded from the mantra. The mantra is something I can remember really quick. It's a tool that gets me back on track. I'm here because I'm about consciousness, inspiration, and growth. Love that. So that's super, it's for us. It's for the individual. Yes. To it's leverage not a marketing and, tool. 
right to use for ourselves. And I like it as a grounding statement Mm -hmm. to align and remember and get back on track. And that's lovely. You'll see a lot of examples in the book. A lot of people come up with acronyms. Oh, cool. One one gal came up with CARE, C-A-R-E. And that all meant something, right? She spelled Mm -hmm. out the words, which means something, but she could remember she's all about care. She's a nurturer. She's one of those, you know, that just loves helping people. Yeah, I love that. And so that brings me to wanting to ask, you know, what is like one or two steps or exercises someone can do for themselves right now, someone who's listening? Yeah, well, we started the conversation off talking about core values. That's the first step, really, is to uncover what those are. And a lot of people have a hard time trying to figure that out. So I do have an activity and exercise in the book to help you really flush that out. Even before that, there's a personal brand assessment tool That is really good to do. It's like, I don't know, 12 or 17 questions that are yes and no questions. And what they do is they prompt you to really think about, wow, I've never thought about that. Or I know I don't have that in place. Or no, I don't have this set of core values. Or, you know, it really makes you begin to think where your gaps are in showing up authentically. Because we cannot also show up authentically if we don't know who we are. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So you're going to have to get the book (laughs) to figure it out. I do have a freebie that I can talk to you about when we're ready to get to that section. Yeah. Do you want to share that? What that is? Yeah. It's called the Personal Brand Kickstarter Toolkit. And it is on my website. There's a tab called Kickstarter. Click on that and just sign up for it. And you get, I think there's six resources in there that help you begin to think differently about who you are and how you're showing up. And it includes that assessment tool. Fantastic. Okay, so go check that out. We'll put the website in the show notes. I also noticed you have a course, a digital course, right? Yes, I do. Do you want to share about that? Yeah, it's five modules. There's a workbook, downloadable workbook. It's about 60 pages of exercises. It is this entire process designed for the solopreneur, which means... You can be a broker because you own book of business, real estate, practitioner, coaches, consultants, speakers. I mean, anyone who really wants to just get clear on what do I stand for? It's great to have this clarity so that then you can properly market with the aligned narrative, right? Most people are chasing their markets, right? Mm -hmm. They're throwing stuff out there without a congruent plan. But when you know who you are, you stay within a construct and a narrative to help describe that and create that differentiation. But the course itself is www.personalbrandpresence.com. And it's for those who love the visual because there's video, I'm guiding you the whole way. So you'd see me many times, um, walk you through the whole process, handhold you basically, and give you lots of examples. And it's just a wonderful multi-sensorial experience versus just reading it from the book. Yes, I love digital courses. So I was excited to see that you had one. So I wanted to make sure we shared that because it is really a different experience when you take Mm -hmm. a course with someone, they really get to know you and your voice and physically, right? They they get to see and hear you. Yeah, it feels more guided. And I every course I've taken, I do enjoy that process. Mm -hmm. And it's a little different than reading a book. So you have some options. I just want people to know that you do. Yes. And I do coach privately too. one on one. Oh, great. Yeah. 
Yes, yes, yes. So again, we'll put all of that in the show notes so you're accessible for people to find you in the ways that make sense to them. One thing I want to touch on a little bit more is this idea of attraction and manifestation. I think there are some stigmas around manifestation. So I would love just your definition and clarity around what that means in this context. Wow. So it means intention. Or I guess the manifestation is the lagging indicator of your intention. So it's the result, right, of the clarity of your intention. And this book Mm -hmm. in what I do for a living is helping people get that clarity so that they can better, again, discern the things that they're doing in life or going after, so to speak, and realizing whether it's on brand or off brand. So they stay on a path that is in alignment with who they are. And when you're in that higher vibration because you're in alignment, you begin to attract those things that you want to align to, right? Same thing works for the other side of it too, though. It's not just because you're thinking positive or you're thinking in a line. So know that if you're experiencing something in your environment right now, it's because there's some, like, let's say it's negative to you, you perceive it as negative. Mm -hmm. Then there's some blockage, there's some energy, lower energy vibration that's happening. It could be because you're confused or not clear or overwhelmed or whatever it might be. But getting this clarity helps you then become more focused and intentive. Then you can begin to put yourself back in the driver's seat of your life and being more, what I said earlier, more internally driven than externally impacted. Wonderful. That's a great explanation. I know I gave you a big question there. It's hard to define that, but I think you did a wonderful job (laughs) because I love that you brought up the negative because we always are participating in what we experience. Absolutely. And that's what manifestation really is. It's just like you said, it's even if we're unaware about what we're intentionalizing, there's still things that are going to be created in our lives as a result. Our manifestations are those indicators right? That tell us if we're on brand or not. (laughs) Yeah. And what a great way to bring it back to, you know, clarity and awareness, because Mm -hmm. if you start paying attention to where things are off, instead of sometimes we just feel like we're we're feeling it and going, oh, like, why is this happening? (laughs) And we don't feel empowered of the negative. And I think we more often don't feel empowered when we're experiencing negative things. Mm -hmm. So I like that you work that into this conversation because, you know, Mm. like I said, manifestations often spoken about in this sort of like woo woo, you know, into the light kind of way, which it also is. I love stuff like that. Everyone knows I'm also an energy healer. So I'm all for manifestation, but I think it's important to understand how that works into the everyday and where we are a part of that process. And when you really look at the science, if you're science based, right, then you, you have to understand quantum theory right? Because it's all about how we manifest and how things yeah. get manifested. And it's much more than woo-woo. That's for sure. That's, there's a lot of physics behind it. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I, I became very interested in physics for a while mm-hmm. because it's a solid way to learn about life in an internal way. Yes. Actually, if we look at it like that, we're like, realize that that's the science part of it. So it's not just things we made up in our heads. <laughs> it's funny. There's- it makes me think of, I told one audience in a, in a workshop I was doing on the personal brand that this book or this process is kind of the gateway to the spirituality of it. 
to getting into that space and really understanding it because the clarity this brings you is like, oh. <laughs> yes. And when we have experiences like that, it feels so spiritual, right? I know. Like, because we're, we're connecting. We're connecting to ourselves in a way that we haven't before. Mm-hmm. And then you start connecting to the world in a way you haven't before. So that's a really powerful process. It is. Yes. I wish everybody could experience it. Yeah. And it's a choice. You know, you get to decide if you want to do the work and try something different and try a different way of approaching yourself and your life. And, you know, that's why we're here as a podcast is to introduce all the different ways you can decide to do that. So I appreciate you sharing it from this sort of brand perspective, because Mm -hmm. we hear that word thrown around a lot lately, especially with social media and everyone wanting a personal brand. So I think it's a nice way to. You don't build your brand in media. You don't build it through marketing. You build it by assigning meaning and then aligning to that and creating actions and behaviors that are consistent and congruent with it. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. I know we mentioned that you have a website. Can you tell us how we can connect with you there and any other ways we can connect with you? Yeah, I'm at brandascension.com. And that's where that Kickstarter toolkit tab is that you can sign up for. And I'm also on Facebook under Brand Ascension. I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn. Come visit me on share and join, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn too. Great. And as I said earlier, we'll put all of this in the show notes with clickable links. So we will just drop on in and check you out. Thank you so much for all of this defining and going through the process with us and sharing your knowledge on what you've created and how you help. And I just appreciate you sharing and being here with us. today. Well, I'm so glad you asked and that you're interested and that you're digging the book so far. I can't wait to hear more from you about what you are uncovering for yourself. Yes, I will be in touch. I will definitely let you know. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to People Begin. Make sure to catch our Thursday Small Shifts episodes for five-minute self-reflective small questions that follow a theme in a guided meditation style. Also be sure to click the follow button or check mark for Beeple Begin on your favorite podcast app to add it to your library so each episode downloads automatically. And if you'd like to stay connected for workshops and all Beeple Begin offers, and get a free guide to working with fear and imposter syndrome, you can go to fearimposter.avanthousemedia.com or click the link in the show notes. Stay safe and keep creating.